Welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. I'm joined by three other QPR fans. To my left, from Independent Ours, is Paul Finney. You right. Very good, Paul. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> to my right, Chris Charles from BT Sport. Hi, how are you doing? And second, third time on the podcast. Third time. Third time on the podcast is Andrew Alexander, also known as Edgeware Hoops on Twitter. Good evening to you all. Good evening. Um... Okay, right. There's quite a lot to go through. You may well be listening. If you are listening to us for the first time, I suspect it's because you have heard that we are interviewing Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank on the podcast tonight, which we are doing. We are speaking to him in a few minutes' time, um, and there is a lot to talk about because we haven't had the greatest week in the history of um, QPR. A few questions starting to be asked. So we're hoping that's going to be a really interesting interview. Before we go on to that, we're going to have a bit of a post-mortem, for want of a better word, of the last week. Uh, But before we do that, let me remind everyone, so you can follow us on Twitter, at QPRpod. Uh, Search for us on Facebook, we're the QPR Podcast. Um, And you can listen to all old episodes at our website, qprpod.co.uk. Thank you to everybody who has voted for us in the FBAs, which is the Football Blogging Awards. I think nominations are still open for another eight or nine days. So if you haven't already, go to our Twitter page and the pinned tweet tells you what you need to do to vote for us. Thank you. The only other thing I need to do is to give a shout out to Ian Farmer, who is in Australia, who has very kindly supported us. Hello, Ian. Right. Uh, so we did some predictions at the end of the last podcast, and Paul, remind us what your predictions were for the Huddersfield uh, for the Newcastle game and the Huddersfield game. That I'm stopping taking happy pills before I do a podcast. Um, yeah, but I, I'll never. So Paul said wins against both. Yeah, but I'll never, ever, ever, ever say we're going to lose, even if I think we will. I'm on. I'm on honest like that. I agree. Um, yeah, I got that wrong. What? How's the last six days been for you, Paul? Right. I'm glad you asked me that question. I'm relatively not happy. Um, <laughs> the, relatively not yeah, happy. Because I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm confused to what we're allowed to get upset over now as a QPR fan. To me, I think... And that this wasn't is, quiet, was it? No. I tried to put the can under no. the table... Do it really surreptitiously, and it was very loud. Sorry, th- throw me completely off. Me, sense. you were saying we're, you're confused about what we're allowed to be upset because about. Because you, you go on Twitter, and maybe it's just me, uh, probably is. I don't know. And you say like worst defeat in our, our league defeat in our history. That's awful. That's shocking. And I'm told it's Newcastle. They're a bit like the Barcelona in the Championship. They're going to win it. They're going to walk it. Then they're going to get beat <laughs> by Wolves. And I just think the difference was that. And it's not something that was said to you in the pub earlier on. It's Hasselbank's problem and everything else. I, I generally think the club's in danger of suffering from defeat fatigue in the fan base because there's lots of people who sit near me who weren't there on Tuesday for that game beforehand because the, maybe it's the football. I don't know what it is. These are people who would be there if it was not to kind of dig Dagnum or Red, give whatever. But over the last three or four years, we have had so many defeats. People are getting browned off with it. And I think we need to be really careful. We don't just... 
And we're almost blaming the current manager for someone else's well, no, defeat because no, 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 it feels like we're losing. Well, the no, whole time. because at the end of the day, he picks a team, and, and that team was a bit bizarre against Newcastle. When I saw it, I wanted to stay in the pub. I want to do that in Huddersfield as well, but we'll talk about it in a second. You but, want to do that most games, though. No, yeah. but in Huddersfield, you know, it's different because it, I kind of had a bad feeling about it. I mean, that's the thing. You know, everyone said us. It's acceptable to lose a league game. No, it friggin' well isn't. It's never acceptable to lose a league game. If you're in that league, you've got to compete. You do not go out and lose six friggin' nil. I don't give a shite how good Newcastle are. I do not want to see my team lie down, wave a white flag like that ever again. It was unacceptable, and no, I haven't taken it well. Andrew? Echo what Paul said, to be truthful. Uh, Newcastle was... It was torture. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, I've never felt like leaving as early as I did, and I did leave early. Okay. I was with time my... check. What time did everyone leave? I left at, well, I said to my son and, and my friend Johnny that I didn't say if, I said when Newcastle score their fifth, and said we're going. And we went. So it's not fifth. that I'm disloyal. I'm not at all. I love my team. And it was torture sitting there watching us get absolutely hammered. It wasn't fun. And ultimately, you go there and you take your son there to be entertained and to see a good game of football. And it wasn't. It was, it was horrible from the first minute. Chris, when did you leave? Um, I left at the bitter end. Um, <laughs> Me too. I'm <laughs> um, habit. Yeah, and actually found myself applauding a couple of the players quite, off. It was quite they, quick on yeah. the way out. Hang on, go, go, go back a bit. No, a couple of the players came over and almost by, by gut reaction, you know, because the players should come over and yeah. whatever the result. I applauded a couple and then I got a couple of funny looks and I thought, actually, maybe that's... Well, that's up to you. That's your choice. You've got every right to do that. So was it just a combination of factors? Newcastle were on a very good run and we lost, but then a kind of heads dropped. You know, bad day at the office type thing, or is it endemic of a bigger problem they took they took the chances we've given to so many teams this season but the difference is they've got the players that can punish you in my opinion the thing is we gave them so much space um, Mm. and um, we made John Joe Shelby look like Maradona it was just I mean that's okay the second goal he scored was out of this world and and to be fair that was something that a lot of the QPR fans clapped and rightly Mm. so that was a very good goal but you, you can't let someone like that, you know, who is a Premier League player, have that much space. I'm, I'm sure he couldn't believe his luck. You Not know? one booking. Like Not one booking. No. And, and clearly Wolves uh, didn't afford him that much space uh, the, the following Saturday against unbeatable Newcastle going to romp, romp their way to the I'm going to call them Barca Castle now. Yeah. I did, what was quite funny, the scoreboard I noticed stayed on 5 0 for ages. It's almost as if the bloke didn't. It's like, no, I just can't be bothered Ooh. now. Either that or he'd, he'd already gone down the pub. But the bloke next to me said it's the, it's the first time at Loftus Road he's seen the home team playing like the away team. It said, you know, it, it gave him just too much respect right from the off. I, actually, I don't think it's the first time, but I, I, knew, I know what he meant. Um, and I don't know, every, every, they, they just seem so much quicker than us. And it's not the first team that's happened with Preston, uh, almost with Blackburn. And the sort of high, uh, the high tempo game that we were promised just doesn't seem to have materialised. I, I don't see that high tempo game at all. I mean, they seem it, to be one leads, to, basically. Basically, but they seem to like try and play it out from the back. They get the back, Grant Hall gets the ball, and he gets the ball, plays it forward, gets played back to them. And against Newcastle, that's as far as it went. Mm. I don't think we got past our, the halfway line for. Well, until the, I remember until the 36th minute when we had a shot on goal. And it was 39 minutes, 39 on, on, minutes. on Saturday before we had a shot. So tell me about Saturday. Was there uh, the reaction that you would expect? Well, if they were angry, I would call it more of a mild fit of, of rage. Um, look, I'm not questioning the, the players' commitment, um, whether they care or they don't care. That's for them to know, and I can only guess. But 
they didn't come out of the blocks firing all cylinders if that's what you're asking me it was Ooh. I went to Huddersfield I found a nice pub that did gluten free beer on tap and I just wanted to stay there and I was dragged to the game <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. it's not yeah, every time yeah. you good, see good, that. It's good. like, and then you get there, and there's a good turnout, though. I mean, there was a good turnout of QPR yeah, fans, and thing. but there was there was kind of when they scored, there was a kind of a shit, you know, Ooh. just like that. There wasn't a kind of a reaction, which in a way match you normally do of like, come on, Rangers, let's get back in this. Come on, get this is. It was inevitable. We knew what was going to happen. They they got, they got the second. We put one back. We went four four two. We played a little bit better in the last ten minutes. But you always knew if we got one, they'd probably get another one defensively we're not great we, ha- we don't hang on to the ball that well and I think Jimmy needs to address a lot of issues because it's coming up to our annual away Fulham dubbing and um, I don't think he or anyone will survive that this year on the record that we've got if it carries on I mean let, let's I just don't see why we can't just give it a go against games am I wrong I, I mean you guys tell me I, I expect it when you're at home to at least have a tight before the 36 minute for sure whoever yeah, you're so playing yeah, yeah yeah but it just seems the system that he's playing doesn't doesn't work for that. You're playing Washington up front by himself, who's a player that needs to feed off another striker. Mm-hmm. Poulter hasn't been available the last couple of games, so who is this person? I know when Silla came on, on uh, he scored, and I have to say that he looked good the, the, against the Blackburn and against Newcastle. Newcastle where he yeah. Had two shots that hadn't not been for a great save, it would he would have scored. So he could have possibly mm. been on three goals. I don't quite understand why he's not being played in that system. Well, it's fair to say, I think that the, the, the tail end of the second half certainly was better than the first half at Huddersfield, wasn't it, Paul? Um, with, mm. with Silla up front. Um, but, you know, it was probably too little too late by then. And Borshuk came on for, I can't, I don't know, he pronounced his name, he came on for Henry, didn't he? Mm. Who, I, I mean, I've, you Carl. know, Carl you Henry. pronounce his name Carl. Yeah. That was quite good for him, <laughs> given that one. Just leave it, don't, don't, don't tell me again. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, I, I mean, I was one of the people who you know when Henry was getting that, that ridiculous you know abuse last season uh, uh, you know I, I'm not in that camp at all but it's fair to say that the last few games um, he hasn't been great and uh, I mean if he can if there's any chance of passing back then he will do he's been anonymous and I, I, I hope he's going to um, you know be given a rest for a couple of games give someone else a go well I, I would have kept falling instead of him myself personally which I got hammered for as usual which is fine but he's not shoving the words down my throat that I want him to, and I want him to stop really making me eat my words and be a better player than he's showing. If you could make one change to the way we play, what would it be? Uh, attack. And play people in the right position. Yeah. David, there's so much. You could actually analyse the whole thing, and you could pick five or six things we're doing wrong in games. I mean, the Huddersfield goal, the first goal on Saturday, was just comedy defending. You know, it, it's you, you can't... Be seriously telling me you're working on that in training and then go away to Huddersfield, who are doing well admittedly, and then defend like um, a drunk pub side. You know, and that's, you know, I know that's disrespectful and I'm sorry to players for saying that, but I just, we, we're better than this. I, you know? I think the midfield should be closer to the attack, maybe. I mean, this, this. Who's the two wingers, right? Who's the two wingers that we're supposed to play game in, game out? Who. Well, the only one who looked, who's looked like a proper proper winger to me this yeah. season is Shadipo. The, the, the others are just not natural wingers, no. so the tendency is to drift in. I mean, that was the whole thing. Newcastle played all over the pitch against us, and we were just like playing in that little bit in the middle. That's what Ooh. it seemed like, anyway. But um, it was like crazy that Chapido was man of the match, I think, against Blackburn, and then he's dropped for the Newcastle game. Mm. I can only assume that maybe he's, he, he's young 
any contact to getting so close. I, 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 I don't know about that. Maybe he was just keeping him out of the firing line. <laughs> Maybe he knew what he was coming. Perhaps it's the skirt of what happened to Furlong, you know, against Sanchez. You know, you, pl- you play him too soon. That's, uh, yeah. And they, yeah, yeah, Furlong was a defender. Was, no, no, but a, a yeah, forward, but it, so. it would mean the heads drop. If something goes wrong, the heads drop because Furlong never recovered from that. That's what I meant by, really meant with, with, by taking Take him out of the firing line. I mean, just, uh, but yeah, clearly it backfired. He was the only one giving us any whip the game before. Okay, so we're speaking to Jimmy Floyd in about five minutes' time. And we put it out on Twitter today that we're interviewing him. And we got a lot of reaction and a lot of questions. And we got more people than I expected saying, you know, this guy needs to go. There are people okay. saying this already. What, what do we think of that? Uh, well, I, I don't think he should go, not yet. Um, it's a bit of an overreaction, yeah, isn't it? I think so. I, I think if we'd lost 2 0 at home to Newcastle and then Huddersfield, it, there would have been a few mutterings. But I think obviously it runs deeper than that. Against Preston and Blackburn, the negative di- displays, it's it's just a knock. It's, it's almost like, you know, since we lost to Barnsley, he's like, I mean, we'll probably be asking him this later if he's decided to just go ultra negative for whatever reason. Um, but no, I, th- I, I mean, if we get hammered again this weekend, we, we go out the cup to Sunderland and then get tonked at Fulham, then, you know, that, that, that might be something that needs revisiting because th- there's only so long um, the, the, the fans are going to put up with it. But certainly not for the moment, no. The, um, as I said earlier on, I think, and it's not, he's, he's a product of it, is what's gone on before him, as I keep saying, yeah. the defeat fatigue syndrome, because we have, we've lost so many home games, so many away games in the last few years. I mean, our record of premiership was shocking. It's carried on. People, I think, have, have took to a level where they can't take defeats anymore because it's just, it's just too... We're getting used to it, and it's horrible. I mean, there's, there's, and everyone... Like, this is the thing where I, I kind of read on Twitter and, and people compare teams. Like people come up with the, the um, Holloway team with the likes of Benicio Scar and everything else but these guys were free transfers they, they were just you know they weren't you weren't paying them hundreds of thousands of pounds they didn't have massive signing on fees yeah. and even with any squad you've got to have a certain degree of trying these things Cardiff first half was rubbish Wigan wasn't a great game and that's what I think people are struggling with his tactics regardless of what he says first half I've Apart from Leeds, we haven't seen a 90-minute game where we've been full on. It's, come, it's, it's like I said to me on Saturday, I'm waiting for the team to spark. But I've waited for that for three years well, now. Well, it almost sparked on that first day of the season. Oh, that was we brilliant. Saw, well, that's, that's what he's talking about, this pressing game. And then Where's it sort it of... But, but, but should he be sacked? No. I, well, the thing no. is, if, if Jimmy goes in, Leeds would come under pressure as well because... It's kind of the, the people be looking at him as well. So it, it's perspective, perspective, everyone. There is no way. That I do not understand the calls for this guy to be sacked now. I agree with what everyone is saying. There are questions over the style of play. Why are we playing this this way? Where's the pressing game gone? Why are we playing Washington up front on his own when he doesn't necessarily work into that system? I get all that, but that's there's a massive jump to let's sack the manager. Let's not sack the manager. Let's let's let. I've said this so many times on this podcast. Let's let him work it out. Let's let him get get the team so out of it. Are we a better side now than when he took over? No. No. We were against Leeds. You say that, but I see games where I think we would have lost, and we haven't. And I we've maybe when we've let in fewer get fewer goals. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe the Blackburn game. Maybe we're letting more goals against Blackburn. I don't know. I'm not saying we're we're going. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't I don't think he should be set. I'm just saying, lose the next three games, including you know Fulham and out the cup. Then I think the fans are gonna gonna get I, restless. I, I, I'm not with you on the cup. I think the cup is different. I do want to win it. I do want I do want us to put out a full strength team, but. I think you sort of have to separate that from the league form. Yeah. Well, defeat's defeat. Depends. Everything is... You saw it in perspective. Football's here and now. Football's results. Oh, football's but we are playing a Premier League side. I know they're not the doing very well, but we are playing a Premier League side in the Cup. The thing is, we're at home. And when we're at home, you do look to be winning these games. So if we lose again at home in the Cup, I think people are going to start talking. I, again, I think he shouldn't be sacked. Absolutely not. Got to give him more time. But how much more time... How much more time? Personally, I'd give him till... Well, I'd probably give him till the end of the season. Realistically, looking at the squad we've got now and the team now and the way we're playing, we're not going to get promoted. We're going to be closer to the relegation than promoted if we carry on the way we are. But you've got to give him a season. Give him a full season. Let's see what happens. It's another rebuilding season. I would agree with that. Is rebuilding just another substitute word of putting up with things? Until they get better eventually. Well, you've got Possibly. to give the manager Possibly. a mandate to, no, no, to, just, to implement his own yeah. ideas and his team, yeah. and that is a year, yeah. isn't it? A so year and a bit. We've had all summer, and we're playing a centre midfielder as a winger, and that's progress. But I'm, I'm not here to... I'm no, not, no, here. I'm not defending him against you, but what I'm saying is you have... It's 7.30, and we do need to speak to him. You have to give the guy time to implement his system. See, but I'm all for giving time. But I'm telling you now, the stadium is going to get emptier and emptier and emptier. So not, what do you it's, think? It's not a Jimmy... There's something wrong with our football club. There has to be. It can't just keep his second manager for second manager for second manager. We have to look at the root of this. Something needs to be addressed. We, we're, we're making bad choices. We're making bad decisions. I don't know. But this can't go on. We need to seriously... Stop, think, and actually come up with a plan and stop talking and shout on Twitter and everything else about where we're going forward and then keep going backwards. We've got to stop this rot. How we do that, I don't know. Well, let's ask someone who might be able to help us. We have, we've, we've discussed now for the last few minutes and we made it clear exactly what individually, collectively, we think of the current situation. Let's ask the manager himself, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Jimmy, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we have to start with Newcastle. Uh, six days now uh, as we're recording it. Um, how do you reflect on it? Um, it? Was it a bad day at the office um, or a uh, cause for more concern from fans? No, I, I think no more concerns, but a very bad day at the office. I think um, everything what could have gone wrong went wrong. You know, Perci got early injured. Uh, we got a deflected goal against, and uh, uh, the start was bright. But uh, as I said, everything that could have uh, gone wrong went wrong. Uh, would I have wanted to see a little bit more fight? Yes, a lot more fight, you know, uh, in the match. And it was uh, one of those matches that... Uh, that uh, will stay with us for a long time because, um, as you know, um, we have worked very hard to to not get those kind of performances. You know, so uh, uh, 
it was hard to take for the players, you know, because whatever you say, we have got a really good bunch and honest bunch who want to work and want to also put 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 things right. Um, so it was for them a, a big shock as well. Hi, uh, uh, Jimmy, this is Paul Finney here. Um, if you could turn the clock back to the start of last week, given what you know now, what would you do differently? This is a question that's been asked by a few people on Twitter and um, myself. Yeah, uh, uh, the thing is, if I could turn back the clock, look, we had injuries. We had people, new people coming in. Uh, Massimo was ill. Um, um, and uh, um, uh, Polter had a, had, a, had a little injury. Uh, we could not risk him. Uh, all those kind of things were were things that that uh, we couldn't change. We can't change, you know. So if you ask me, what would I change, uh, uh, formation-wise or, or players-wise? Those were the eleven that I would go with again, you know. So so in that aspect, sometimes you know circumstances happen, you know. Uh, uh, but but uh, the, the 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 determination and getting closer to people and and being more in the faces that would definitely have definitely have been changed. Hi, Jimmy. It's Chris. How you doing? Hi, Chris. You okay? Hi. Yeah, no, fine. Um, I, I'm just going to ask, and this has also been asked by a few people on Twitter, including Richard Butler, Martin Dirk, and Tommy Allen, and several others. Um, first of all, what's what, what's happened to the the, the high tempo fo- football we saw against Leeds? And, and generally, uh, regarding tactics, that uh, people are saying, um, what about playing four four two? Only playing what up front? Um, can you explain what <laughs> what system you're trying to play? The, the, the high tempo, we, we, we won that high tempo. That is that is what us. That is what was so disappointing against Newcastle because we wanted to play on front foot. Against Preston, the, the team was tired and and um, if you see, we, we didn't make a lot of changes because we couldn't make a lot of changes. You know, normally uh, if you have a three-week game, you, you would put a, a few fresh legs in and we could not do that. So the high tempo and the pressing... Um, is definitely something that that we are trying to keep that is not gone um the other hand of 442 uh, look guys it is it is it is one of those things um why am i not playing 442 if i if if at the moment if uh, i want to play if i have to play 442 then cherry is going to be on the wing yeah or, or as a wide player yeah, and I think um, he serves more, serves us more and better when he plays from the front. Now, if a team sees Cherry from the start, uh, uh, wide playing wide, I'll think, I'll think, as a, a manager, as a tactician, you would say to that fullback, keep on attacking him, because there he, he is less effective in our last ter- third. Now, if I don't want that, then Cherry has to be out of the side. Yeah? And we have just voted Cherry the best player in our squad uh, for, the, for the month. You know, uh, best player last month. Now, how do I take my best player of last month out of the team and go and play 4-4-2? That is, that is just not right. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? At the moment, Cherry is playing really well. 
and and he's playing uh, behind the striker. It's the it's the others that have to do more. We have to do more. You know, uh, uh, the formation is 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 not the problem. And of course, later in the season there will be matches where we will play play two up. But at the moment, Cherry is playing well, so it's going to be with another. You know, uh, and I think that is the right thing for the team at this moment of time. And that has nothing to do with with me not wanting to play two up. It's me selecting the right team for the right time. And and if you look at the team against Blackburn, we had two white men, uh, 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 Cherry and a, a, and a striker. That's very attacking, very attacking. I think, you I know, think... where we go on. No, I was going to say, I think what people... I, I don't think people are saying you should play 4-4-2 every single game. It's just, just the option of may, maybe doing that. Like, yeah, I think you did that at Huddersfield in the second half, you know, eventually. Um, but it, it's it's more a case, I think, people are thinking that particularly Connor Washington is getting isolated up front and um, whether it would be, you know, handier to have someone closer to him so that he can feed off them. Yeah, yeah, of course. We, 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 we know that and we feel that as well. But then... As I say, as I'm saying, then you're gonna lose somewhere else, yeah. So then you will have to say, or oh, Cherry is gonna be on the bench, or Cherry is gonna be one of the wide players. Now, if Cherry is gonna be one of the wide players from the start of the game, yeah, the right back or the left back who is playing against him is gonna attack him, and we are gonna get uh, a lot of um, uh, problems down our side. Now, or or you have to say, you have to bluff, and 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 and, and let Cherry stay as high as possible and not have to defend. But then you're playing a dangerous game, I think. Okay. You know? well, yeah. No. Absolutely. No. I, I was just going to say um, while I'm on um, one of the players who isn't currently playing. Um, I mean, I, I, Sorry. What, one of the players. One, one of the players who isn't currently playing. I just recall you said a while back you had no problem with Sandro. Um, presuming he's fit to play, why hasn't he even been making the bench in our recent championship games? I, I, I have no problem with Sandro. Sandro is doing really well. He's knocking on the door uh, work-wise. Uh, but uh, there are other people in front of him. You understand? When you when you have said that you want to leave and you uh, are looking for a new club, uh, I have to respect that. But I also have to... Um, with other people in front of him, you know. Now, now uh, I can have seven substitutes, and I cannot have three of those uh, central midfielders because if I need to put a defender in or attacker or a wide player, you know, uh, uh, if I put three central midfielders and one is Sandro, then I'm not doing my job right. You understand? So that is that is the case. Uh, Sandro knows. Sandro knows the, the the deal, and and Sandro knows that uh, uh, at this moment of time, I am I am uh, uh, treating him as all the others, and and he is doing between you and me very well. He's doing very well, and 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 if he keeps on going like this, he, he will he will get his chance. You know that is that is that is how it is. You know? Okay. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, hi, it's Andrew here. Um, how are you doing? Surviving, Hiya. Surviving the questions so far. <laughs> um, just want to ask you, um, got a question here from Oliver Brett, and he um, wanted to know, 
how crucial is Polter to the way we're playing at the moment with your tactics? I think I think um, Polter is very crucial, but but so is Washington when we when we serve him the way we have to serve him. You know, uh, it's still not. Uh, um, going as smooth as I want with, 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 with Washington and we are working really hard to get that right. So Washington is, is somebody who, who plays behind, uh, uh, always on, on the shoulder and needs to serve, need to get service ASAP and we are not doing that uh, uh, as quick as, as we need to yet. So, but Porter is, is, is somebody who, who understands the pressing, who understands the reaction that we when we lose the ball, um, but also he needs to he needs to score more. We, we need him to be more uh, a killer, uh, uh, more 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 um, uh, mean, you know. But he is he is progressing. He is doing well, and we need to keep on improving him. We need to keep on uh, making him better and better. We are trying, and we are. Uh, we are working really hard to do that. So just but we have another one. We have Silla, and and Silla is a little bit different than 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 uh, than Polter. He's not as powerful uh, as, as Polter, but he does put himself in good positions, and um, he needs crosses. He needs crosses. So when we when we will play with with Silla. We will uh, need to provide them more with with crosses and 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 balls in the box and 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 those kind of things, so you know. So we have three different strikers, and that's what we that's that's what we need. So just one of those strikers, Connor Washington, um, hasn't yet scored a league goal for us yet. Um, how's his confidence? Yeah. Because of of course it's it's difficult for him, but we believe that 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 will come. You know, when that first and second one goes in, then, you know, a striker flies, he gets wings and, and, and he starts flying. The, the, the things that Connor needs to do is just keep on going, keep on getting himself chances. I do not, I do not mind uh, people uh, missing chances. It is, it is when they are not in the position to miss chances. I've, I've been there uh, a lot of times myself in, in, in my career. Uh, the moment that you're not going to get chances, that is the, the moment you need to worry. It's not when you are missing chances. So we are encouraging him to keep on knocking on that door and, and, and keep on getting those chances. And then it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. We are, we are, we are very uh, positive about that, you know, um, uh, very positive. Um, it's Paul Fanigian, um, Jimmy. Um, nice what you said about the strikers, by the way. Hopefully they will start um, firing them in. But Sorry? Sorry? Ho- hopefully, the, hopefully the strikers will start firing all cylinders again, and that's, that's quite good that you're yeah. talking about the confidence, and as a striker, you understand that. But I've got a question here from uh, Adam Higgins, and it's something I was thinking about as well. Can you talk us through the process of who identifies players and who brings them into the club and who has a final say, if that's possible? It's it's not uh, uh, it is it is a group it is less it is the scouts it is uh, uh, the owners it is um, uh, the manager. Um, so it's collective. It is a collective, and then at the end, 
um, it is it is it is a decision. Yes, he is the right one. Uh, let's go for him. You know, so it is a collective. At the end, I have uh, I have the final say. So basically, if you were but, to go and get a but, right back, but, but 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 if I say by myself, uh, we're gonna go with 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 uh, uh, a player, um, and and uh, then it's not it's not uh, so it's it's a collective it's a collective decision uh, with me at the, at the helm at the end. So basically, if you say, if you say to the club. Or those the powers that be. I need a right back, for instance. I'm not saying that for any particular reason. Um, yeah. They will go out. And they'll give you. You'll tell them exactly who you want, and you have the final say. They they, they will go uh, and give me five names, uh, and, and uh, or, or three names, or, or if I have a name, I put a name forward, and then we will make the decision, the right decision. Thanks for answering that. And by, by the way, Jimmy, thanks for apologising after Newcastle as well. That took guts, and it was nice to see someone from the club actually apologise to the fans for what actually happened. Thank yeah. you. No, it was it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, um, it was the right thing to do. Uh, so, Jimmy, let's 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 move on from kind of recent yeah. results. You, you've been at the club sort of, I, I think, coming on for nine ten months now. What are the? Yeah. Tell us what as fans we should be excited about. Uh, on and off the pitch, give us uh, cause for optimism uh, for the future of the club. Well, well, definitely you have to be excited about that. We want to bring younger players through, players that have been with QPR uh, in the youth uh, and giving them a chance. You know, we want to bring that back, and and we also want to bring players in that value the shirt. You know, who really want to play for QPR and are proud to play for QPR and, and uh, we know that in the past that it has been different you know so we are going into that transition at, the, at this moment of time you know to get that right you know um, we also want a younger squad uh, and, and you have seen with the signings that we have brought in that uh, we have gone for younger uh, uh, hungry uh, players um, and, and and we want a, a, a new kind of feeling, you know, uh, at the club that 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 um, the fans are also um, uh, involved in it, you know. Um, um, so so it is it is more energetic and more more uh, younger, but also more local upbringing. Uh, QPR people uh, coming through the ranks. You know, we have Mides, uh, uh who, who has played now several matches. Uh, on 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 Wednesday, you might see a couple more. You know, uh, we had uh, Kai Kai playing in in the cup, and these are players that have uh, have played uh, a, a couple of matches, but have been with QPR for uh, a while. And in the past, they wouldn't have had that chance. You know, uh, we all know that QPR is is not a, a big big club. So we need to produce. We need to produce and 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 try to keep the sterlings as long as possible at the club. And and we sell them for forty nine million <laughs> instead of instead of instead of Man's them going to Liverpool and they. And we get a, a cut, 
you know. So um, that's what we are trying to do. That's what Les has been trying to do. You know? Yeah, well, that, that's that is that is great to hear. That's very encouraging. I mean, are you just you touched on um, the cup game tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Um, are you are you looking to uh, play a full strength side for that? Um, give, give, you know, and give obviously with some of the youngsters. And how seriously are we taking this cup competition? Well, well, we do we do want to give some youngsters an opportunity who have deserved it. Yeah, but we also want to put a strong squad out because uh, as strong as possible because we're having uh, eleven thousand, twelve thousand tickets we have sold. So we deserve. Uh, they deserve to see uh, um, uh, a strong as we can squash, uh, squad as well that is going to be able to challenge uh, uh, Sunderland. You know, you will see some of the new boys that we have signed. Yeah, uh, for the ones who like Sandro, you, Sandro will feature in in the match. Uh, I, I don't know how much, but he will feature. You know. So, uh, uh, but then also the boys that are signed, you know, would get some English minutes to get them as quick as possible, uh, um, uh, uh, quick as possible uh, to understand the English game. You know. We've also had a, a question from Ed Willis who wants to know what do you think is different, unique, and about uh, Queens Park Rangers. What do you think is different and unique about Queen's Park Rangers? Yeah. Uh, what is different, very different, is, is the fans. They are uh, wearing their hearts on the sleeves, if, if I say it well. <laughs> um, uh, it is very compact. I have, I have, I have chosen uh, uh, QPR. They have, first of all... Uh, I wanted to come to QPR because of the passion with the fans. You know, now, uh, at times, uh, that works against us because at times, uh, when we are not playing well, yeah, they are letting uh, it know straight away. And that's the only, that's the only uh, problem I have with it. You know, I need them to support the boys uh, for 96 minutes. And then after... If it has not gone right, then they need to give me the stick, not the boys, because I do not want uh, the boys to be to be afraid to play at Loftus Road. Loftus Road need to be our 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 uh, force, our place where we uh, kill uh, uh, um, oppositions with our fans. You understand? They, yeah. We need to make it difficult, and and that's what I thought that would be, and that's what I want. You know, so and that will make us unique. Excellent. That will make us unique, and it will give the players wings. Do, do you and think? I think th- that's where we need to get better. Sorry to interrupt. Um, did, do, do you think um, the fans will be? I, I think the fans. I think they were great for the first half an hour against Newcastle. It's a proper. Stadium was rocking. I think that helped with the away fans and being full as well. But I think also with fans, sometimes I know winning is the most important thing. But see, entertaining. I mean, if fans fans are entertained, then they'll they'll rise to the occasion a bit more. I, 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 I'm not talking about second half of Newcastle. 
I'm not talking about that. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the previous games. No, absolutely. Yeah. I'm talking about halftime. Halftime coming off uh, against uh, Blackburn. I'm talking about those kind of games. You know. Yeah. Uh, you're not. You're not going to win every game at the halftime or, or already be be in front halftime. You know. There will be games that you're going to be nil nil. Or they're gonna be games where you're gonna be one nil behind, you know, at half time. But if the place is rocking, it will give the players that extra lift that they that they that they need. And 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 it might be the fans that is helping the players coming through to make it two one. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we need to, that's what we need to get. That's where we need to that will make us unique. That will make us uh, uh, outstanding of, of the others you know uh, people need to know that they're going to have a difficult time coming to Loftus Road because the fans are going to be right on their back you know so so that's what I, I, I envisioned you well, know when I was coming you know Jimmy I'll tell you this now you beat Southern in the Cup we get Chelsea next round we beat them <laughs> we, get, we, we, get, we get Fulham away in a few weeks we beat them and um, we win at the city ground, and you know it will it will lift. Trust me, <laughs> trust me. Just just those three little steps, Jimmy. Before yeah. you, sorry, Jimmy. Before you go, there's one very important question from uh, someone <laughs> called Garrow. He says you you seem to often be pictured with a cuppa. What's your favourite? Tea, coffee, milk, sugar, <laughs> green tea, boys. Green tea. Ah, oh. nice and simple. Nice and simple green tea. tea. Doesn't make me too fat. Tea bag in or tea bag out. Tea bag out. Oh, good. Well, ne- well. Next time, come in, and we promise you a cup of green tea. Um, Jimmy, I'll do that. Thank you very much for coming on. I think nobody can uh, question uh, your integrity and a kind of uh, a willingness to front up to the questions. We we have asked over the years for several QPR managers to come over, come on during quote unquote whatever you want to call it. Sticky patches, and they've all said no, but you said yes. Um, and fair play to you look, for doing look, that. Explain look, why you did that. Can I can I say why? Because I feel that we are in it together. We need to to be successful. We need to be in it together. The fans need to know what we are trying to do. You know that we want to bring the club in the right direction. I've got nothing to hide. You know, uh, there's no. Uh, 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 um, there's no no secrets. I need to be open with with, with the fans. I need the fans. The players need the fans. The fans are the most important people at the club. So why would I not confront them? Why would I not talk to them? I think that that would be very silly uh, a thing to do. You know, um, no. I, I, I need to communicate with the fans, and I need to also feel where the fans are so that I can give them what they need, you know? So that's what it is all about. That's what why they are supporters, you know? So so in that aspect, no, I, I will always face, you know, uh, what I need to face as part of my job. Jimmy, fair enough, and thank you very much, and full respect to you for, for that explanation. Okay. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Top man. Uh, speak to you again soon, and thank you again for for coming on. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, a very honest, 
are very honest, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Well, echo, I learned a few things. Echo what you said there, and uh, you know about you know having the, the gumption, from want of a better word, to come on. Gumption. The... <laughs> that would have been a much better word for me to use. Um, I think he is very. He has got his principles, his football principles. He's very clear about what he wants to do, and he is going to try and see that through. I think is the best way to put it. Uh, what I got from that was he really does see his team built around Cherry. Mm. <laughs> mm. Just a wee bit. Um, I'm not 100% clear why Cherry would always have to play on the wing in a 4-4-2, but maybe, maybe well, I, I think don't was, know enough about football. I think he was saying that if you do 4-4-2, then there's no place for Cherry in the team. No, no, he said you'd have to play Cherry out on the wing. Yeah. Why would you have to do that? But then that? you wouldn't because... But he played play wing against wing. Blackburn. What do you think, Paul? That's what he said. Did he? Yeah. What do you think? Um, Did he play on the wing? Do you know, I watched him, we start a game on the oh. mid-seat. Um, I, <laughs> the, um, the, the, the thing, I think that he's under pressure. There's no question about yeah. it. And he knows that. Um, and he's... He's sticking to his beliefs. We will know in May if them beliefs are worth sticking to or not. That's that's my fear. 16th in the league, 6 0 Dublin. You know what? I'm sick of getting beat and hammered. You know, getting beat's one thing, but we've had so many big defeats in the last three or four years. And it's not his fault, not putting it at his door, but we have. You know, we've got battered a lot. Um, and that takes some getting getting over, and each one is harder. And the sad thing about Tuesdays is that everyone's in it coming, and I find that quite sad as a QPR fan. I, I I don't sit comfortably with that because I don't believe we should expect to get hammered by anyone at home. But yeah, I mean, good. Listen, we all want them to do well, and we all need someone to stabilise the club, and we all want them to. By the way, what he said about Sterling, it was actually the chairman that stole, stole Sterling, um, oh. and that that was his decision at the time when the club was apparently. In danger, but we still got nine million quid for him. But yeah, I know what you said about forty-six million. But he was never going to stay at the club because the chairman at the time was determined to get him out and get as much money as possible for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't. So, I, I, sorry, in, finishing off. I don't know what to think. If you're, if I'm being honest, I really don't. Um, I don't know how we're going to go forward from here. I, I hopefully, I think now is the time to back the manager. And I always think in situations like this, we always back the manager. And I, I often think in situations like this, at the end of the day. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but he he knows what he's a... talking about. So even if it seems a bit alien to us, let's go with it. He has got a very clear idea of what he wants to do, how he wants to play. It's not panic stations yet. I agree with you, Chris, what you said before. If we're talking, having the same conversation after the Fulham game, then maybe we need to look at it. But let's For back sure. the manager I think and, maybe, and get behind him. Maybe we need to look at it because if... if Though that does pan out, that like the worst case scenario, then um, I think it's going to get quite ugly at Loftus Road. I think it's, you know people are, uh, and, and that that might make his position well not untenable, but it, it it might force a hand. I mean, I hope you know I'm I'm totally with him. I, I, he does sound yeah, like you say, he he knows the way to play, and I'm, I'm hoping now that he's got these maybe he's got these players up to speed Ooh. that that. He can now play that formation and, and, and bring these players in. I mean, Borsiuk when he came on, was would, you know seemed a lot better than the, the guy he replaced. Um, and 
yeah, you've got to look at you've got to look at the positives, and 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 I think yeah, the the the, the end of that Huddersfield game, we looked you know we looked half decent. At, at the at the end of the day, you've got to look at the reality. We've let eight goals in, and yeah. we scored one. No, I know, and very few managers will will survive that if it keeps continuing. So we need his players. His players need to stop backing him. What the fans do. They'll always back him, but it's the players' responsibility to start to resource around, as simple I as think, that. I think the players are backing him. I just don't think what he wants to do is, is working. And we saw when Redknapp came in, um, he started off, we wanted to play three at the back, sold Danny Simpson, and we all know what happened. And he saw straight away it was going to be a problem. Yeah. I don't... I don't uh, what I don't understand is managers, is if they can see week after week it's not working... Why not try something different? Well, that's what I'm saying. If we're talking at the end of the Fulham game and it hasn't improved, he does need to look at abandoning this system, yeah. changing the system. He did say at times he'll need to change, he'll need to play a different way. I hope he, I hope he means that. Um, but, as we've said, fair enough and fair play to the guy for coming No, absolutely, on. absolutely. I mean, and what he said about the fans and how the fans are important to him, I think that is obvious because otherwise he wouldn't come on. Yeah. I do. Uh, the, the Sandro thing is interesting, though. What he said, and I know, yeah, so I know all the, the the history with Sandro. And if he does play, then that's probably plays one game in four or whatever. But I do think he is, you know, whatever you think about him, he's he's arguably, you know, one of our best players on top form. And I find it quite odd that he can't even make the squad. If we've got him till January, then surely we should be trying to put him in the shop window, um, and you know, trying. Well, to you're going to see him Wednesday. Yes, uh, we are late. We are late. Right. We've already run over time, so let's go straight on to the R's end, which is anything and everything that we haven't talked about already. I'll start. Two reasons to be cheerful, or two reasons to kind of make you feel a bit better about what's happened. First of all, really nice to see Charlie Austin get three and two. Uh, back in the Southampton team, I know, you know, we, we have a bit of affection for... I think he's a modern-day legend, I would say. Nice to see him score. And isn't it nice to see Mark Hughes returning to being Mark Hughes yeah. at Stoke? And Couldn't Joey have Barton happened and to jo- a nicer guy. And Joey, yeah. and Joey Barton being, being Joey Barton. Sorry, I, I think I've got I think, the interrupting I, disease tonight. I do apologise. I think Joey's, like he tweeted a few years ago, really is a Celtic fan. <laughs> <laughs> right, the cleaner just peered over your head, Chris. To, Did she? Yes, oh, okay. to sort of say, hurry up. So, Chris... Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I forgot in the Sandro question, I forgot to mention there's a few other people, Farid Gargoyle, Simon Cashman, uh, amongst others, who asked. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Yeah, same question. Um, okay, I was just going to mention um, three questions which didn't make uh, didn't make the cut. Uh, in fact, I'd have lost, liked to ask him a lot more about different stuff. But uh, anyway, three questions that didn't make the cut. This one I just thought it was quite funny. Um, Dean M. Dybal. Uh, why are we so shit? <laughs> so I'm not sure how he would have responded to that one. Uh, Gemma, our old friend Gemma, please just tell him we don't want Barton back. And uh, Robert Gilbert, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? There you go. I'm, uh, maybe you would have liked to answer that one. Uh, any, any thoughts? Hmm. I think one horse-sized duck, because you've got them one adversary, you've got one thing to focus on yeah. rather than 100. Yeah. That's obvious, isn't it? It's not even a question. Well, Paul? <laughs> I'm going to talk it. <laughs> oh, Very good. Hello. Paul, mm. your R's. Tell us about your R's end. 
And also the final things you would like to say <laughs> on tonight's podcast. I'm, like, like, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Thank you to everyone who listens in. And please, after the Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank special, which I'm sure we've got many new people listening, please carry on. The podcast needs your support. We exist to try and ask the questions you would ask, and we try our best to do that. Hopefully we represent you the best way we can. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. And hope we will carry on doing that. The other thing is, well done to every single QPR fan that went to Huddersfield on Saturday. You are a credit to your club. Thank you. Sorry, I had a, I was swallowing some, <laughs> some, some, a drink. Andrew. Well, hi. Andrew. Just to say thank you for having me again. That's uh, right. You're always welcome. Love Andrew. coming on, talking QPR. Your son has been on this podcast. My son, indeed, he has. In fact, he was very upset when I told him I was coming here. This All season. right. But he okay. thinks that the player's going to be here every Does single Does he day listen? Absolutely. Billy? Billy. Billy. Hello, Billy. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. Sorry, I used to hear him at a game. Um, no, I just, we've got to keep the faith. We've got to keep, keep him with the manager. Got to back what he says. But I think the end of the season is a, a time to take stock and really look at what we've got. He's on a rolling one new contract anyway, isn't he? I believe. Yes, I think Lee, who said contracts yeah. are all a bit of a nonsense, every manager is on a one year rolling one year contract, regardless of what the length says. Right. So I think, but, you know, we look yeah. at the end of the season, see where we are, and. Unless you're Roberto Martinez, who got eight million quid. Yes. Yeah. So it's the only job in the world that you can actually get fired from and come out, you know, a millionaire. The, the trouble is, I'll say it quickly take stock of the season, depending as long as you don't slip into that bottom three. Yes. That's predictions, predictions. That's Sunderland perfect. and Birmingham. Christopher. Oh, crikey. Uh, one all. I'm taking my daughter along tomorrow. She's excited about going to a cup tie um, and glad now she missed Newcastle. So she likes penalty shootouts. So I'm going to go one all. We take it on the on penalties. Birmingham, uh, one nil to us. Andrew? I'm like Paul. I never say we're going to lose. So Sunderland, I think, will win, probably on penalties again. And Birmingham, I think, will turn it around and will beat them 2-0. I think we'll beat Sunderland because I think Sunderland are not in a great place themselves. And I think our players are playing without pressure because there'll be a lot of young players. We're kind of expecting us to lose. And I think Birmingham, we will draw. And I don't mean I really think we'll lose, but I can't say we're going to lose. I think we'll draw and get a decent draw and it will be vastly improved. Paul? Uh, we'll win both games 7-0 and it'll be great okay and not in dreamland what will we do um, I think we'll lose to Sunderland and I think we're going to have a really tough game against Birmingham hopefully me saying that will put the scud on everything and we'll win both comfortably because I'm always wrong I thought you said you never predicted QPR would lose I didn't I said we'll have a really tough he didn't. game on Saturday oh, didn't. oh sorry I thought you said we'd lose to Sunderland well I did but I didn't say hi no, no, I did. You're right. I shouldn't say that. I think that we'll beat Sunderland and we will have a tough game and say, so, okay, I don't friggin' know anymore. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, right. Thank you very much for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank for coming on. We really, really do appreciate that. Thank you as well for the media team at the club who helped set it up. We appreciate your support. Thank you to everyone. Finally, uh, just for me to say it a second time, who's voted for us in the FBAs. Please vote for us as best podcast. Go to our Twitter handle and look at our pinned tweet and it tells you what you need to do. Thank you, guys, for being here this evening. This has been Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. QPR, QPR, Rangers.